0: Welcome to the Effortless Swimming Podcast, the show that helps swimmers and triathletes love the water, become a better swimmer, and live a better life. Here's your host, Brenton Ford. Welcome to the Effortless Swimming Podcast. My guest today is Anthony McDonald, who is a swimmer who's been going through some of our courses and been working with a little bit and made some incredible improvements over the last couple of months. So I really wanted to get you on the podcast, Anthony, to talk about what you've done to see a significant improvement in your your times. Just I'll bring up those times before we get into it. So your 400 has gone from an 825 to a 713 and your 200 meter time's gone from a 405 to a 325 so really big improvements across the board there so first of all welcome and and
1: well done those improvements so far yeah cheers thanks for having me i guess when you start from such a low base you've got plenty of room (laughs) for improvement so yeah it's 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 been nice to see those improvements for sure
0: that's what I'd like to say to anybody who comes to our clinics, you know, there's sometimes they're a bit nervous or you know, sometimes they're maybe a bit in, embarrassed that they're quite beginner. But the thing is like, you've got so much room for improvement that, you know, the best swimmers they've only got those one percent percenters. mostly where uh, if you're starting from a low base, it's, it's quite exciting to see those big, big gains and big improvements. So for those uh, that are listening, what's, what's your background in terms of swimming and, and sport and, and triathlons? I know
1: you're training for triathlons, but, what, where did it all sort of start for you? So like growing up, I, I played a lot of field sports. So AFL was probably my main sport uh, growing up. Played a little bit of basketball. So like a lot of running and, and like riding bikes and, and things like that came quite natural as well. And then I joined the military when I was 25. So I joined the Air Force. So got into a little bit more cross training, a lot more. in There's a lot of endurance and relative strength, not a lot of swimming, especially in the Air Force. So yeah, did a fair bit of like CrossFit style training and then got into some Olympic weightlifting. And then three to four years ago, we had a group of friends who were training in a gym together and they all decided to jump on the triathlon bandwagon. So I, I gave that a crack for about seven or eight months and then COVID hit and all the races got canceled. So that sort of demotivated me a little bit uh, and swimming being Pretty poor at it was definitely the first thing to go and probably the easiest thing to cut away and like like you said there before like you, you, if you're bad at something it, it's usually a lot harder to be consistent at it so mm. so yeah that that for me was definitely the the first thing to go and then got back into a little bit of weight training and Olympic lifting uh, and then my wife who trained for a triathlon post pregnancy so. I think she was like nine months post having a baby, did a triathlon down at Husky. And it was just a, a really good group of people and all our friends did it as well. And that sort of motivated me to go, okay, well, i, I better. I, I really enjoy training with these guys and girls again. And yeah, it started to jump back in and, and train for it. But the, the biggest weakness for me was, was definitely the swim. I mean, biking or running, just by doing them, you, you can sort of get see improvements quite drastically where swimming being such a skill-based sport, it didn't really matter what my level of fitness was. It was more that uh, yeah, the fitter I got didn't mean that I got better in the water. I, I felt mm. like I was almost stuck in the mud every time I got in the water. The first email
0: you sent, you said originally you were struggling to get under the minute for a 50 free and then you went through the, the catch challenge and you, you were down to a, a 55 for the for the 50 and then you, you went through the eight week course inside our, our membership there and like pretty quickly you started to see some some improvements there so what what was it that what were some of those things that you felt made a difference to bring those times down so drastically which you know was about like 10 almost like yeah sort of 12 seconds per 100 for that 400 time trial like what were some of those things for you that maybe you didn't know before and then you went through this and you're like okay, okay put this in place and, and you can actually swim faster.
1: Yeah. I, I think the biggest thing when I, when I was initially swimming, I, I would I'd think about like 10 or 15 different things. Like when, when I'm swimming and, and knowing coming from like a, a sports background or a, or a weightlifting background, it's like, or, or even as a, as a coach, it's like just trying to focus on, on one thing. But when, when I was in the water, I was like, Oh, what am I doing? with My ki- kick, what am I doing? with My breathing, what am I doing with my catch? Mm. And going into that five-day catch challenge initially, it was it was really broken down. So, hey, focus on the entry into the water and, and extending the arm and then out in front, where are your hands? And when you pull through the water, like where's that elbow position? And probably each session just focusing on that one thing was, was really beneficial for me. Um, and trying to discard what the times were when I was doing those drills or doing the swims, I wasn't really focused on the clock. So having those drills and... Just focusing on one maybe two things and then when i'd go to swim is just continue to focus on and and build on that thing as well so the five-day catch was 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 great for me and i saw big improvements and and then when i went to that eight-week challenge having that week to to focus on those one or two things especially within the stroke were really beneficial for me in to go well you, you can just continue to build on this and through the session just pick one or two things and and just concentrate on that.
0: Yeah, so keeping it keeping it simple and just not thinking about multiple things at once made a made a big difference for you and did you have much did you have much of an idea of what you should be doing prior to this like did you have much coaching in the past or was it just get in and turn the arms over kick a bit
1: Yeah, like like I would watch videos and and jump in the water and, and try and replicate that. Or we, we've got some really good swimmers in our group who would give advice, but you, I, you sort of don't want to take away from their session either. And even jumping into squads, I, I've jumped into squads previously, um, and nothing to take. I'm not taking anything away from those squads. They were they were good from an atmosphere point of view, but from a coaching uh, point of view, it was it was more of a hey. Do a fifty in every on the one fifteen, and then there was just a whistle and I'm like, well, I'm, like my fitness is is great, but I'm not getting any quicker in the water. So, so yeah, like prior prior to this, I, I didn't really have that uh, that coaching or or that specificity within within the training. So uh, yeah, that that's definitely been beneficial as well. And uh, you also mentioned in in one of your emails that
0: you feel like sometimes you're going backwards with the drills or like it it feels a bit slow with the with the drills but then you have these good sessions where it's like okay yeah like i'm I'm feeling good i'm I'm moving through the water water well and then you know some sessions where maybe you feel a bit heavy again and like it might be swimming through mud so you sort of a few ups and downs with with some of the sessions there can you tell me a little bit more about about that
1: yeah yeah i I mean like some you've you've explained it pretty well, but some sessions you, you feel fantastic in the water and, and you, you've got position of the drills and I I can't put my finger on it, but sometimes you just feel good in the water and then you'll come back 24 hours later. You're like, I'm moving nowhere. I haven't got any feel for the water. And, and, and I guess sometimes like, like, especially for me, I I get a little bit frustrated with that for sure and and probably try and overthink the stroke. Mm. Um, and that's a bit more retrospective in looking back on it going, but when, it, when you're in the heat of the moment of, of training and you want to continue to improve and you see other people around you that are better swimmers and probably not at, not necessarily at the same fitness level, but they're just better in the water. So that that's definitely frustrating. But just at the end of the session, knowing that like 12 weeks ago you were swimming a 825 and now you're swimming a like you, you've improved by over a minute, like that's that's always motivating as well. Like to see improvement, but yeah, I I continue to have days where I, I feel great and days where I feel really really bad, and the bad days are probably more often than the good days. To to be totally honest, but I, I guess that's the that's the thing about being like learning a new sport is or learning a new skill is being vulnerable in that and just accepting it for 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 what it is and knowing that you're going to take one step forward and sometimes three steps back within a week. So. (laughs) Yeah. And it's uh, even, even the very best swimmers in the world
0: experience that probably not as often. Yeah. I think like when you're learning something, you might get, you know, if, if I'm working with someone at a clinic, they might get one out of every four strokes, right? Initially when they're making a change and then we just want to increase the consistency of that over the coming weeks and months. But the the best swimmers in the world experienced that that too. I was watching a video on a guy, Caleb Dressel, who's the, he won the 50 and the 100 free at the recent Olympics. And he was journaling every day and he was going through his his journals and his logbooks for for swimming. And a couple of weeks out from Olympic trials, he was, one of the things he wrote was just like, yeah, I suck at this. I hate it. I'm going to give it away. Like, <laughs> and this is the fastest guy in the world. So like even he has sessions where he's just like, I, I, I can't swim anymore yeah so uh, yeah it's just it's part and parcel with it and I think if you know to expect it if you can prepare yourself mentally to know that that's going to happen on occasions and just you know, push through it and uh, tomorrow's another day I mean my the my equivalent of, I feel is is surfing because I didn't to do that as a kid took it up as an adult and there'll be times when I'm out surfing where I feel like I'm just surfing so well and like oh, I've got this thing now then the next session is just like struggling to stand up on the wave. Like there's just there's times where it's just so frustrating. You're like you've yeah. gone backwards, but it's the comparison, the analogy I like there is it's kind of like walking up a mountain with a yo-yo, where like you're always going to be continuing to go up if you work on these things. But the yo-yo is like, yeah, you'll go up, but then you'll also go down. But as long as you just keep progressing, you will eventually get up up that mountain, and uh, yeah, and, and see those those
1: improvements. What what does this swing feel like? when it feels good. I guess, guess for me, like, like I feel like I'm on top of the water, like almost like, yeah, swimming on top of the water, but also that pull through the water is, is being able to, I almost feel like I'm grabbing the water and and pulling it past myself, as opposed to sometimes I feel like I'm just swinging my arms through the water and I'm not really capturing like any load out in front or capturing that water. So being able to pull myself through the water, that that's probably the, the thing that I, I look for when I, when I'm swimming is, Hey, can I get that feeling of being able to grab the water and pull it through? And, he, and if I get that, I, I, usually feel pretty good. So, but yeah, the bad days, it, it feels like a, it's like a windmill, just sinking through the water and not grabbing anything. So.
0: Yeah. And is there any, any particular thing that you thinking about or you, you focus on when you're trying to get that hold of the water?
1: Yeah, I probably, like there's probably a couple of things is initially with every session, I I try and do drills focusing on that entry into the water, the catch. I do a lot of sculling and the dog paddle drill. They're probably the the ones that I do every session regardless. And they probably set me up. So for instance, an example of a session might be I'd jump in the water and do a 100 to 200 meter warm up before I'd even start the drills. And that 100 to 200 more, 200 meters never feels good. And then I'd be able to then going through some sculling and dog paddle drills or even single arm drills. That just gets me a, a better feel for the water. And then from there, that the feeling within the water always progresses and gets better, no matter what the session is. But yeah, I mean the the setup of the the catch and that that pull through are probably the two biggest things. And then on top of that is since the video analysis that you that you gave me in that breathing position and and also over rotating i I try and concentrate on those things a lot as well to focus on those drills that you gave me and try and do some type of drill that replicates the drills that you gave me in most sessions as well and uh, talk to me about that that
0: breathing position so what were you what were you doing and then what are you what are you looking to do instead
1: yeah, so so for me, every time I went to my left hand side, which was my my breathing side, I'd pop my head up, so my head would almost tilt up and then rotate through, and then with that rotation, I would also over rotate with that with that catch as well. So the the shoulder that was in the water would actually rotate too much, so it'd almost be it'd probably almost be to ninety degrees to be totally honest. Um, so then from there, I was just off balance and probably pushing my head up would then no doubt push my legs down and I've always had issues with feeling like my feet were dragging along the bottom of the water bottom of the pool majority of the time. So just being able to focus on the, the bottom of the pool a little bit more as opposed to up when I breathe. And then also just being on that swivel if, if you like, and, and just looking out to the, to the side has, has definitely helped me and mm. not over-rotating. Which has felt weird. It feels it feels like I'm almost square at a lot of the times when I'm in the water. But because I was over rotating so much, I, I guess that's the feeling that, that that's going to be is because I'm trying to change a position, which I thought was right, and now it feels like I'm like swimming square a little bit.
0: Yeah, it's it, it, it's so often the case with with that one, and I mean, it's such a common one. Is that like turning either turning the head too far, and then the shoulders go with it, and then the arm drops. Happens with with so many swimmers that I coach and I was doing an analysis for someone in our stroke analysis coaching yesterday and he and we, we're all, we've we almost fixed it but for, what was causing him to over rotate and you know for that arm to drop was a couple of things he was first of all he thought he, he had to roll side to side he thought you know, more rotation the better so he just thought he had to do more than what he was actually doing so do more than what he actually had to he was also trying to reach out as far as possible. So thing is as, as long as I can get the better as well. So we've had to sort of tune that, tune that back a little bit. And we've also just had to, he's sort of had to force himself to keep his arm out in front for longer through that reach phase before he starts moving it down. And not just stopping and pausing, but just, just slow it down through there. Take your time, be patient with it and now he's, he's really close to it now and once he gets it this his whole stroke and timing is just going to be so much better and more efficient but it's just yeah it's just just a matter of being willing to put up with uh, something that feels very different than than what you used to so yeah it sounds like yeah. it's probably quite quite similar for for you and you know most people are like that on their breathing stroke it's if they didn't have to breathe the head would stay down and the stroke can stay pretty good but when they turn to breathe it, it they either turn their head too far or the shoulders too far and that's where they lose their good catch or whatever it might be. So if you can have the breathing impact, the rest of the stroke as as little as possible, then that's sort of the the goal. But it just takes a little bit of, I think patience with that arm extending out out the front there and, and then just overdoing that side of things too. Like it's okay to hang out for ages out there just to start with,
1: and then you can bring it back, bring it back until you're in the right sort of timing. I think um, it's hard. Yeah. I think it's hard to, there's, the internet is an amazing thing and YouTube especially and, and anyone that's learning something new, we always, well, me personally, I'll troll YouTube to see um, what's out there from an instructional point of view. And sometimes what I interpret a drill to be is I'll oh, rotate and you're on your side you're like, oh, yeah, I've got to rotate and be on my side. Or they'll be like, reach for the end of the pool. You're like, okay, I'm going to reach for the end of the pool as, as far as I can. So probably over-exaggerate um, like what what the intended output of a lot of the videos are as well. So so yes. having having a having someone that coaches is is definitely a, a benefit.
0: This podcast is brought to you by Form Goggles. Form empowers swimmers at every level to reach their goals, whether they want to get stronger, faster, swim further, or to be more efficient. Get lap-by-lap motivation with real-time metrics and workout instructions right in your goggles. And Forms recently released Form Plans, which include a progressive series of workouts to help you achieve your fitness skills or triathlon goals you can follow along with the plan and your weekly swims will be automatically synced to your goggles so you'll swim through your workouts with real-time metrics and workout instructions all in your goggles so it's like having a coach right there with you and i've had a look through these training plans and i think they are excellent for people who want to train for certain triathlons or reach certain fitness goals it will build on each week and a really good way to progress and progressively build up your fitness. So if you'd like to follow along with some plans to help you reach your specific swimming goals, then check out Form Goggles at formswim.com forward slash effortless. And this will give you $15 off your purchase of Form Goggles. So formswim.com forward slash effortless to get your pair of Form Goggles. There's so much nuance to all of that stuff that it's so easy to take something and then just take it take it too far. And with with most things I find you want you want the Goldilocks approach, like not too little, not too much, just that you know, that in between. For, for most things so but I, I get it like it's just very easy to to t- take something and just go go with it you talked about in your email like one of the things that that helped you was was posture so what what do you think you were doing before with your with your posture when you were swimming
1: oh I definitely wasn't thinking about my glutes or my legs um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I, I just thought you know if if I'm strong enough in my upper body surely that'll pull me through the water and don't worry too much about the drag but yeah just it's almost like engaging my belly button, so it pushes through the sky, and and keeping my glutes on. And for sure, like that's definitely something I can continue to improve because twenty five meters into a into a lap, I am not really thinking about it, squeezing my butt cheeks together. So that that can definitely improve. But also, like being a cue that you give is being proud in the chest and keeping extended through the head as well, and and not being like a little like like a turtle almost so keeping long through the water has has definitely helped and and staying engaged and probably the kick is is the other one on top of that as well is not kicking too much like i really if i was kicking i'd be like big kicks are the way to go so keeping those like in a little bucket another cue that you give is is definitely helped yeah that's that's fantastic and and in terms of
0: distance with your swimming, do you feel more comfortable swimming longer distances or is there like a sort of cap at the moment that you yeah, couldn't swim swim further than where you're at in terms of the yeah,
1: longer distance? Like like distance uh, at the moment is, is feeling pretty comfortable. I, I wouldn't say I'd be able to hold those speeds that I, that I did in the time trials for the, the 1.9 and that's, that's the goal is to try and swim a, a 145, 150 for 1. 1.9. So yeah I, I think I could swim the distance it's just at the moment it's at like probably a, a minute per 100 oh, per 50 pace so two minute hundreds and if I can continue to get that down that, that's that's what I'm trying to aim towards.
0: Yeah yeah nice and I mean that'll that comes with time and I think if you've got if you've got sort of if you've got any workouts like I like to have two or three go-to workouts in the lead up to, To an event where like over time you can just see that improvement and and progression and it's uh, it's about being able to uh, sort of sustain sustain that pace over long distances so just doing the the sets that can help with it like for example that might be a set of like you might do some warm-up and then you have like 2100s maybe you do it on 15 seconds rest might be 15 or 20 seconds rest and just see if you can hold the same pace for all those 20 and if you do that every Two weeks and over the course of a couple of months, you can just see you know, how you're going, how you're tracking with it. So, yeah, yeah having those those go to sets can certainly certainly help. And I mean, you, you looks like being really consistent with how often you're getting in the water. And you mentioned that that's that's helped a lot as well. Like you're getting in quite a few times a week, by the look of it.
1: Yeah, and and that was probably a goal early on is to make sure that I was getting in the water four or five times a week. Like my my approach to to most things is if you're really poor at it, then doing it more often than, than not is probably going to be of benefit. So And, and especially swimming because it doesn't really impact the legs of the, the biking or running. So getting in the water more consistently didn't really have a detriment to the those other two. If anything, it was probably beneficial for it. So mm. I, I found that really important is to make sure like minimum of four out to five a week, I've seen the biggest improvements. And last time when I was training before the try it was it was more like two to three sessions like three sessions would be a max because I was just avoiding it. I was like if I could yeah. go for a run or a bike or a swim, I'm gonna choose the other two. I'm not gonna choose the swim. but this time through I've probably flipped that and leading up to the race, I probably won't swim five times a week, but I' I'd, I'd definitely try and keep it at four times a week.
0: Yeah, nice and what's, is do you do you feel differently about your swimming now
1: than you did? last year oh uh, yeah i i think uh, going to the pool and, and knowing you've got something to work on and not always looking at at times as is, is probably been the biggest change in headspace for me is like just even this afternoon if i go to the pool it's like okay just pick one or two things and just really nut down and work on those even through your sets like if we've if we've got for instance I don't know, six 200s, it's like in those 200s, don't be concerned about the time, just be concerned about working on the things that you've done in the drills. And and that's made swimming a lot more relaxing for me, not comparing my times to what I did last week. It's more comparing, well, can I just stay focused on that one or two things? So that's been a huge benefit and a huge motivator because in a session, you can you can feel really good about, well, I've nailed down that one or the one or two things that I was working on, so yeah the sessions always come out as a win as opposed to a negative yeah
0: it's yeah that that's right like it's it's good to sort of you know see the time see see where you're at but if you've got that longer term approach of look if I can just train myself to hold good form over distance and you know not every session I'm going to be breaking breaking records on my on my Garmin or anything and you, and that longer term approach yeah it comes and especially when you are changing your stroke it can feel kind of clunky and you can have those ups and down sessions and and sometimes it doesn't feel great sometimes it feels good but over time it's it's going to get more consistent and it's going to feel better uh, more often and and I, I like that that approach that you're taking to it you know it's, it's what I see a lot of the swimmers that I work with who have really good success is they've got that that same sort of approach to their, to their swimming. So uh, yeah, it's great to say because so many triathletes like yourself, it's, it's often not a matter of, I need to get fitter. Yeah. Swim fitness can and swim fitness and strength is a bit different to that on the bike and the run, but for the most part, that improvement will come from better technique and then being able to hold that better technique over, over the course of their race. So sounds like you're, you're well on track.
1: Yeah, what, but I've, uh, I've, I've probably made a lot of mistakes though leading into that. I was probably spent a year going the other way and didn't see any improvements. So lesson learned. Yeah, gotcha. And, and what about uh, someone who's listening to this who might be in a similar
0: situation to yourself and might be training for a, for a triathlon and, and they might be a bit frustrated with their swim? What What advice would you have to to people who want to get faster with their swimming?
1: Yeah, I I, th- I think uh, like the biggest benefit for me was was signing up and committing to something and, and making sure that you've got that that structure within the week and having someone look at your stroke like that's been a huge benefit um but but again I, I'd just keep back and, and keep reinforcing is just try and make small changes uh, like don't make you it's impossible to make huge changes to your stroke and taking off 30 seconds per 100 in a couple of weeks I, I don't think that's feasible for for most people so just trying to make small changes and small improvements, and in, in a long term approach, and just be consistent. And that's the same with with majority of training is if you can just be consistent and consistently improve, then that's that's a longer term approach.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's excellent. And I mean, that's why I, I wanted to do the video analysis on our for the video members. Like we do our once a month call where people send in their videos, and I'll give them one or two things to to focus on. Want to be able to do that for for people in the, the membership and not just the stroke analysis athletes that I that I coach because even just like some people send a video every 3 months for example and sometimes you just need that little bit of a direction change something to focus on go and practice it could be a couple of months and then you can just kind of check in and just adjust that direction as you as you need because with a, with a lot of people it's just like i they don't, they don't have that in their squad. And yeah, I've coached squad. It's very hard to give that much feedback individually to athletes when you've got such a big group and you might be taking times and that sort of stuff. So yeah, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's what I've, I've seen with a lot of the, the video members uh, recently is, is those that have sent in videos of being able to just uh, get something that's specific to them, which is sometimes all you need to, to actually make a change. So yeah, great to, uh, great to hear it. And and I appreciate being on the the podcast and sharing this because I was really, pleased to see what an improvement you'd made in a, in a reasonably short amount of time and it, it doesn't come without getting in the water consistently it doesn't come without actually thinking about this stuff as you're swimming so you, you've done the work to to get there and i'm excited to see what happens over the next six to twelve months because with with what you're doing it's you're really on track to hit those times and paces that you you want to get to for your
1: triathlons yeah cheers Brandon. Like, uh, yeah your coaching and, and the effortless swimming, especially the YouTube and, and also the, the membership access have been brilliant for me and really good for my swimming. So yeah, thank you as well. My, my
0: pleasure. And yeah, thanks for being a part of it. So yeah, all good luck for you for triathlons in the, the upcoming season and uh, yeah, we'll talk soon. Okay. Cheers, mate. Thanks for listening to the effortless swimming podcast. If you'd like us to help you become a faster, more efficient swimmer, go to com.